G'day punters, welcome to another edition of the Mailbag Preview Show, uh, previewing the big Group 1 card at Caulfield for Caulfield Guineas Day. As always, powered by punningform.com.au, um, helps both all of our three panellists and everybody at the Mailbag. And as always, brought to you by baggybet.com. If you haven't signed up today, download the app, sign up and get involved. Gamble now, responsibly, but download the app and then gamble responsibly. Absolutely. Jack, how's your week been? Outstanding. Fantastic. Um, Keats on Friday night was the most nervous I've ever been before a race by more. And I've had some like life-changing moments at the Valley, particularly on a low Friday night, to be honest. You know, was I going to make it as a punter or not? And uh, I was I was a wreck. I wasn't as nervous as G Bedgood or as we call him, Jesus Bedgood. That bloke was sucking the, the dart out of it. I thought he might get the filter out of it. You know what I mean? He's going that hard <laughs> at it. But um, we got the job done. It was glorious. City winner for Mailbag Bloodstock. We're on our way now. Absolutely. Airborne, the Bloodstock side of the business is. And Gabby, welcome. How's your week been? Thank you. It's great to be back. No, my week's been good. I'm glad we're at the... Uh, the end of it and um, keen to have a look at these these races. Well done with Keats. That was absolutely amazing. So exciting to watch for you guys and everyone involved. It's fantastic. It's so hard to do these days. So, yeah, really well done. It's almost harder because of how short he was. Like, I knew he was like a better than a 50% chance to win this race. You know, like, please God, just let it be. Yeah. No. Zeus, Allah, Buddha. Been on a fair, been on a fair ride. Some of those owners have been owners for three weeks and cashing checks every week, and now a, a city winner three runs in with with Bedgood. And then we had the Caulfield Wednesday. We'll either pick apart a softer race, or we might even might even go to the Coonji. Oh, thousand guineas day at Caulfield. Now we usually have three guests. Has anyone seen Shane or, or know where he is? I was wondering if he was coming on tonight. Hey, punters. Welcome, Shane, or, or should I say Jesus? I heard someone say Jesus, Buddha, Allah. Uh, here is the human incarnation of all your gods and Jesus's. And now, obviously, this is in regards to you shooting the lights out last week, last week and weekend on the show. Yeah, um, what an amazing performance by me on the show last week, James. One of the greatest individual performances on the mailbag preview show for some time, um, if ever, if ever. Yeah, um, on Sunday um, after the results on Saturday, I took time out to teach people how to fish. Turned the water into wine and just enjoyed the holy day. This curly day. Sunday is now known as curly day. The holy day. Now, for any of the any of the, the, the new subscribers this week, um oh, click link and subscribe down below. But you did miss Shane putting on a on a clinic and, and declaring private eye at nine dollars a moral. So if you are tuning in, you're, you're one week too late, but but I don't think it had crossed the line before he like wrote in the chat 
intern to the video. Yeah. I, I said that <laughs> 300. Um, and for those new to the show um, and you don't follow me on Twitter, at Toowoomba Tips, you would have seen a $10 moral declare today at uh, Townsville. There is nowhere that the hand of God does not reach. Well, wow. thanks for joining us. Amen. Now, big, big shoes to fill. You got to back it up this week. I'm really scared of what's going to happen. Um, but before we get into having a look at the three big group ones there at Caulfield, um, we will just chat a little bit of mailbag bloodstock off the top of the show. Jack and Gabby did speak about Keats last Friday night at the Valley. I believe we're going to roll some footage there of Keats. Dollar ninety-five to dollar seventy-five, and at the exclusion of pretty every other runner. Well, he ticked every box as far as his form leading into this race. He's going really well. And away they go. Schultze from barrier number two hesitated and goes back to the end with Hopkins, who drags back to the end. Keats began quickly. 1,250 metres to go. Our gladiator looking for some air, led by a length and a quarter. Keats, two lengths, Corbulo, a similar gap head of state. Our gladiator, Tatum Bull, trying to dictate here and led by a length and a quarter, but Keats is following it wherever it goes at the 800 metres. But some moves coming now with head of state four deep and Corbulo trying to come with it as now Keats, the button is lit and as they reach the 400 metres, Keats goes to the lead from head of state three quarters of a length away. Then came our gladiator, so it's Keats coming up to the corner, 250 metres to go, shown the whip extends, three lengths head of state followed by Schultze and Hopkins is out but is it too late, Keats 100 metres to go, still about three lengths in front and it's all Keats towards the line, it is poetry in motion for odds on backers, Keats won it well. Quickly uh, earned the title of a, a handy pickup for your stable too from three and, and that was dominant. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's done a great job, he's a, he's a lovely horse, he came to us in good order, he's a sound horse and um, He's pretty straightforward to train. You know, full credit to the horse. It's not the first time you've, uh, you know, you've had great success with a, a tried horse, but to do it with the Jack Dickens and the, the Mailbag Bloodstock team must be pretty special too. I know there's plenty of them on track here and they were cheering him home hard. Yeah, they've, uh, they've been a great get for the stable. I think that's our eighth runner for our fourth winner and a couple of seconds and a couple of fourths. So um, they're buying good horses and, uh, you know, we're just running them in their right races and uh, hopefully it can continue. All the happy owners, we mentioned that the Mailbag Bloodstock team, $25,000 they paid for this horse by Inglis Digital, and as well and truly uh, eclipsed that mark in, uh, in the, the handful of starts that he has had for uh, for Gavin and the team. So in the end, that was pretty painless. Yeah, lovely. Um, full credit goes to uh, Kevin Butchgood in his team, and the horse was a very, very tough competitor and found the right race, and he had to be a bit tough, and, uh, and it wasn't the end. It was a big win. As I said, the owners have been on board for, for a handful of weeks and, and getting such a good ride. Was there many of them out there on, on Friday, Jack? Yeah, there's heaps. And there's actually um, a bunch of – an array of different sorts of people. And there's an, actually two guys in the horse with a mate who's doing merch, which I can't think of what it's called off the top of my head. Um, I'll find it soon. But if you want some – they've actually got Keats merch, but a lot of our good horses merch. But Keats is already on their books. So um, fantastic day, fantastic ownership group. It's just life's good. So we're not going to push any horses for you on today's show, guys. Obviously, just basking in a bit of last week's glory. Um, I know Shane and Jack have been busy behind the scenes working on a few ready-to-run sales, um, another English sale coming up this week. So we will be sure to have um, some, some future winners for you in the next couple of weeks. 
as always, if you've got any questions at all on, on the bloodstock side of things, um, shoot Jono an email, J-O-N-O at themailbag.com.au. Yeah, Exeter's sold out already and uh, there's a couple of yearlings available at the moment. Yeah. All righty, let's get stuck into the big the big card there at Caulfield. Caulfield Guineas Day, one of my favourite days of the year, more a racing purist kind of day. Um, we are going to have a look at the three group ones, as I mentioned. A little bit of rain around um, here in Melbourne overnight, predicted to get a, a bit more. So unsure of track will obviously sort of play and sort of how it is going to get. Um, but I'm sure the guys will touch on that a little bit more when we go in depth into each race. And what we're going to do, we're going to start off with the Might and Power, previously the Caulfield Stakes, Group 1 over 2,000 metres. And we've got the market there, just a small field, a, a mini Cox Plate, as some would say. Uh, Zaki at 460 on Thunderstruck, $6. Allig- alligator Blood, after knocking them all off, last start in the Underwood, $6 also. Mr. Brightside, 15 Mawanga, after flashing home, $12. Nonconformist, 61 uh, the best horse in Australia, as, as Jack says, $2.40 Animo and Benno rounding the field out at $21. We'll have a look at the speed map and, and tell us what it's doing here, Jack. Uh, this is a sort of normal standard speed map, but I think with the small field and the big prize money and, and a couple of horses that sort of need to lift a little bit, you might see something happen here. But if they just go to their patterns, Alligator Blood will lead Zaki. I think Animo now with this tactical speed that they sort of got into in this preparation can sit sort of one-one or coffin, pending track how it's playing. If the rail, if the rain comes and the rail's off, he doesn't have to be on it. Uh, Mr. Brightside next. Mick Price said he wants to be leaders back on, on Thunderstruck. I think he's dreaming, but we'll find out on Saturday. Uh, Mawanga, nonconformist, and Benno the other stay. I think will be at the back. I, I was surprised Mawanga, uh, nonconformist, isn't a little bit shorter versus say Mawanga. He was a as good as anything closing off in the underwood at Sandown, and he's on track for this sort of distance and further. So to kick us off, we'll have a look at Animo winning the George Main Stakes there up at Sydney um, last start, winning his fifth Group 1, I think it was. As we mentioned, $2.40, very hard in the market. Um, you got any thoughts on Animo, Gabby? I really like the horse, and he, he's obviously a gun, and great win that we're having a look at now but I think this is a great test for him you know I'm I'm really really looking forward to this race um he he is yeah as I said an an absolute gun but I'm not yeah I probably can't steer away from you know alligator blood and I think we're going to see Moanga perform a little bit better um I thought the $12 was all right for him as well but if I'm betting I'll just stick with Gator as Gay said during the week, you know, he was never trained as a stayer and now he is so and he's going so well. So, yeah, big test for them, test for Animo. But, um, yeah, I'm just always going to stick with the value, I guess. Well, let's take a look at the Underwood last start, 1800 at uh, Sandown on the Sunday there. Um, see sort of Zaki eyeballing alligator blood. Um with a couple of the other fancies, Mwanga and I'm Thunderstruck also there, Mr. Brightside tailing off. Um, Shane, thoughts on this one? I thought the most intriguing part of the race uh, out of the Underwood was the first 50 metres when Alligator Blood jumped a length in front. 
of Zaki and Mawanga jumped well as well. Um, and then um, once Alligator Blood assumed the, the, the front, Zaki didn't really sort of go and have a look for it. Uh, obviously, Jamie had to go forward a little bit. But again, um, it wasn't a fast tempo by any stretch and it played into the hands of Alligator Blood a little. It was well rated. Um, is, so, Zaki better, is Zaki better taking it up and bowling along and, and, and a bit more solid of a tempo? I think the, the we've seen when, so. it, when it's not is where, when he's sort of um, vulnerable. Yeah, uh, the data says so. Best runs are, you know, rolling. Uh, sort of mentioned this last time on the show. J-Mac races has rated this horse well when it's won, um, you know, that high cruising speed. So, um, you know, when we spoke about this last start, didn't we, with, you know, a couple of those sit sprinters like Thunderstruck and Mr. Brightside, whether the race will be run to suit them as well. And I think, it, I think in a way it was because that slow tempo allowed them to creep into the race and then try and get there with their better turn of foot and they weren't good enough. Can't see them turning the tables here either. So, again, um, it's going to be a really tactical first 100 metres, Alligator Blood, Gate 5, Zaki, Gate 7. If you reverse the gates, I would anticipate Zaki would be holding the front. But now we've got a, now we've got a scenario where they're going to have to make a decision on whether they go and attack for the, have a look for the front off Alligator Blood earlier than what they did last start. So that's where and the interest lies in the race. And then obviously you've got Animo, Who's just going to stalk, <laughs> regardless? And Jack, I mean, the, the query's out on I'm struck, I'm thunderstruck at two thousand meters now after last start. Surely, well, they walk there. Like Mwanga got home strongly, but like he gets home strongly off slow tempos. They went disgracefully slow for the class. They think it was a bunch finish. I think nonconformist was as good as them almost. He just sort of got dropped when they all put the foot down. Uh, they're too sharp for him. The further they go, the more competitive he's going to get. I, I think they're all turn takers and they're going through the grades together. And and you're a madman to try and pick one of them over the other and have a proper bet, in my opinion. But you don't have to because Animo is better than them. He will be like massively suited if they do go really fast. We saw that in a Cox Plate and a Guineas last prep, this track. Um, and he'll be suited if they walk. He's gone around in two group ones this prep and won them both at $2.40 and $1.60. Like, is there is there any trip just is bet. there any trepidation in your mind? You know, he's pulled up lame after that last no, start. None like, at that, all. That doesn't because, play into it. Because of the camp. Yeah. Like, this is a this is the most valuable horse very, at yes. Caulfield, the most valuable horse in this race. They're, they're, they'll be doing themselves, and we know how much they care about themselves and cash, mm. a disservice. To, to ruin this horse's reputation, it's it. This this horse's stallion price is probably already maxed. Nah, I think if he wins a Cox Plate, they can. Yeah, 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 They're not going to add a figure to it by winning or this race. Nah, but they might lose today. it if they lose this race. Yeah. So if he yeah. wasn't on track, they wouldn't be running him. Um, I, I think he's in the perfect camp to trust in that regard. Uh, I, I think the, the new tactical speed angle to him makes him bomb-proof and he's got the best rider in the country on him. I, I think he's a, like, the easiest bet of all time. And so you're, just saying, you're saying don't overthink it, happy to dive into the 240. I think he could start sub two bucks here. There's a big question on, on Thunderstruck getting the trip. There's a big question on Zaki. Like He failed last start. He had alligator blood cold. Alligator blood's been up for a long time. 
had the skin thing. Isn't a group one horse at 2,000 metres yet? He might be. He's done nothing wrong in this prep. Mr. Brightside got killed. Like, he's completely bomb-proof. I, I can't see the big boys coming for anything else. I think, I think 240 is extremely good price. Very, very good price. A phenomenal Great. price. And before we move on, any last thoughts on the Caulfield story, the, whatever, the mountain power? Mountain power. Um, one other thought I'll throw into the mix, James, is that um, is that as I think that Zaki has a grand final. So I'm not worried that it got beat last week. I think it's grand finals in the Cox Plate. Um, so I'm not worried about that it got rolled. I still think it's a probably ahead of Thunderstruck and the others. So I agree with Jack on non-conformist. I sort of like got a sneaky feeling here that G-Bag is not – well, sorry, he's not a deal, right? He's got some nice horses going around, but he's continuing to take on the big boys with his horse. Yeah. So he's clearly going well enough for him to be – because it could easily drop back to a group three. Yeah. Group yeah. two and, and, and win anywhere. I, th- I think it's a sort of horse far. like last run, Shane, if, if you owned it or you trained it, you're like, that, that was perfect. Great performance, yeah. got through its gears well. But if you backed it, you're like, oh, we got gap. But like, yeah, you just yeah. get everything they wanted to see from it. I think he's on great owners run. Um, but again, and Animo obviously has a goal with the Cox Plate. Um, you know, he's a he has a pedigree that's like you know an international pedigree, and like a Cox Plate win on his CV is potentially a northern a northern hemisphere you know stallion as well. So, which to his defence, he probably should already have. Ah, oh, well, the state will rest. Um, uh, um, so yeah, like so. What all I'm saying is, is this is like, like I think whatever happens Saturday, there'd be like there'd be something left in the tank for Zaki and, and Animo when they meet uh, on Cox Plate Day. From a punny point of view, it would be great if Animo like, did run below yeah. par and then went to the yeah. Cox Plate because you get four bucks. Yeah, and, and also just before I forget, it's wherethepunt.com.au for that merch. Um, where the punt. Sorry, I've been saying that this is the last thing I'll add. This is Paul promise this is the last thing I'll add. <laughs> I'm going to be against Animo because it's pulled up lane. It would have had to have to have had some workload setback. They would have had to make sure he's 100% right to go back to the races. This run will top him off into a Cox plate. No one will be no one will be shocked if it got rolled and then comes out and wins the Cox plate. That's where I'm going to leave it. All righty. Famous last words. Let's move on to the Orfield Guineas, the Group 1 over 1,600. We'll bring up the market here. And Tijuana, $9. Berkeley Square, a very um, big win. Last start, 5 bucks. Our market favourite coming down from Sydney, Golden Mile at $2.70. A couple more in the market. Amenable. I'm um, on the drift after drawing wide at $14. Um, elliptical seventeen dollars and sort of write your own tickets. The rest, let's have a look at the speed map for the Group One over the mile at Caulfield. And Jack, how do you think it plays out? Oh, look, it's a really tricky map. Like really, really tricky. I'm not even sure if the Sheeta Sons will roll across and lead, but I think he has to. Uh, Mark Zara is on Tijuana. Um, interesting connections. Shane's educated me today. Um, don't know if he rolls for. He doesn't want to cook it. He's the best rider in the race. But um, Milan, like I, I don't know what sort of something has to go forward. They can't mm. all go back now. 
Uncle Chris has Osipenko here that I wanted to find, and I and I found a little bit, but the map tough. Same with the Menable and Meridius. I think the map, the map I've got there. I'm basically that's how I'd map the horse, which is Golden Mile. He can do whatever he wants and needs to do in this setup. I think you could responsibly map Berkeley Square to have Golden Mile's back. I think that'll be Craig's game plan going in. Well, let's take a look at uh, let's take a look at Golden Mile a couple of weeks ago in the Golden Rose over fourteen hundred meters here, um, getting nabbed um, late by the uh, Dolphin Blue with the white cap outside the leader. Is that him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. the other Godolphin is in secret there on the inside, and the inside uh, in between them, Zoo Tiger, which uh, if Jesus lets them, will run around at a very short price on Saturday at Greenwick. And there's the horse that Curly suggested should be in the Everest a month ago, Jackano. Oh, here we go. The horse also has a bat. Come on. Curly Futures. Um, Shane, you got any thoughts? I mean, to my eye, seems pretty short, Golden Mile, but but what do you think? Yeah, I have a question from a a viewer too, fan of the show. Um, Hi, Curly. I have a Futures ticket on Golden Mile. For the race on Saturday, three hundred at three hundred at thirties. Good, good on. What do you reckon I should do? Lay it, lay it back, or uh, back it, back a few other chances. I, I'm suggested just lay the stake back and have him going for free. Yeah, but so we won't yeah, have, have him going. Have, have him going for eight and a half thousand free. Maybe lay yeah. some back in run as well. Yeah, anyway, either way, just make sure you gamble responsibly and um, do what's best for you uh, in that instance. But great question and good luck. Great, there. Um, really great up here because I, I did like Osipanko, um and I liked it last preparation and I thought this is a guineas type for Waller here. And then it started 4.40 last week on a heavy track and failed, or last start, sorry. Behind a cabin. So it was there. It was there to... There was an expectation it would run well, and obviously just didn't handle the wet track. Now, obviously, uh, after my performance last week, I have a few connections within the guide ranks. You know, weather god, overs god, and the likes. But I haven't it's been able a, to get is it a bit of a Greek operation there. I haven't been able to get hold of the weather god to see what sort of track we're going to toss up. But then he drew. Then the, then the horse draws gate fifteen, and he's going to have to go back, and, and hopefully it's back and wide and running on's okay. Uh, started with Tijuana, who. Wouldn't say it got ridden out of its comfort zone because it had been on speed last prep, but this prep it hadn't been. Um, and uh, obviously, the way the track played, Zara was keen to make sure he was on speed at Mooney Valley the other night. Um, they ran, they ran fast and ran him into the grounds. If God exists, that horse can't win. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a real so. Like, I thought that the best the horse there that just I keep coming back to is Berkeley Square because you just got to get the right map to get the right the right run and get oh. every possible. He's got to track Golden Mile. Who he, he had? They won't be on speed with Golden Mile this week. And this kind of leads into your uh, animo angle, which is this is Grand Final day. Of this horse has been prepped like so well. Got Craig onto it once they like clarified. It's really good horse. I only run at Caulfield and Flemington, so if it kicks this, it might go to a derby. But look, they, they haven't, they just got it all spot on for it to peak versus Golden Mile, who ran in 
a really good race last start. Mm. And we saw the replay there. It had it absolutely had no right to win that race. Mm. Agree. Yep. Um, and I think it's fair to say that uh, our man, Willow, our man at the Mailbag Bloodstock, our man. Our man. Uh, Craig. He, he's Look, riding Craig. In, he wants to be called Craig. Craig is riding in terrific form. Um, and uh, he's going to give this horse the right run again and just maps it. Just keep coming back to it. It's the horse with less chinks, less convictions. So Berkeley Square for me. And, Gabby, there's, we, we know you love a bit of value, and there's plenty of value here outside sort of Berkeley um, and the Godolphin horse down from Sydney. Is, it, is there anything you like at a price? Probably not at a price. I think, yeah, Berkeley Square is going to be my best of the day. I haven't had a look too much of a look into the others just because I I am so hooked on um, on him. I just think everything Shane said plus like his progression, he's just going to eat up that extra 200 metres and I think he's the real deal. Like also Craig's ride the other day, like he was so patient, not at yeah. all. He even tried to like jerk the horse in any other direction. He literally just sat there and and space just opened up. Yeah. Know? So credit to him. I'm just, yeah, I'm really keen for for Berkeley Square. Um, yeah, for me. That's, uh, now, I am holding and am two amenable tickets um, for the debt of a small African nation. Can somebody give me some sort of hope, please? Yeah, you want rain, rail off, and and momentum and just the passage. I think I think it, Meridius, and Osipenko are the value bets in the race if the track really gets wet and they, they're running on and swooping for sure. Mm. Um, Sorry. I wanted to find Berkeley Square with Gab and Shane, but like Fast Witness, you can tie that into the Flemington run. They sent that to the Golden uh, Golden Rose where it started $26 and got like murdered, yeah. beaten by 6.7 lengths. So it got beaten by six lengths by Golden Mile. So that with the tactical speed of Golden Mile and the the jockey of J Mac and the form line, which is Ole Kirk and um, last year's winner, the great horse Animo, the Golden Rose for me is A1. I think the most responsible way to bet into this race is to back uh, Golden Mile. And I'm going to have something on Elliptical as well, who was slaughtered at Standdown. Um, and could get a sneaky guts run up the fence. But again, it could be fence off if the rain comes. It depends if it comes and what happens to this track. Caulfield can be a really great track to bet on, but can probably be the worst of the metros in Victoria at the same time. We'll have a look at the elliptical run here. Um, surely to me, these are the B-graders out of this Sandown race. Yeah, but if this race is at Caulfield, would you have the same opinion? Because it's a Caulfield meeting at Sandown. Yeah, look, I'd be surprised if any horse in this race runs the top three. I've actually got a futures ticket at hundreds on elliptical in for, last, for last season's JJ Atkins two-year-old race. <laughs> um, look at him get to the line. He get wants a, the mile. get a justice payer. That was a great oh. trial. Great yeah. trial. Right camp, to a, right camp, camp, like a grand final camp, a proper grand final camp. Um, the, the the speed map, as I said, is really tricky here. If it jumps, all of a sudden it could be leaders back. 
I don't know. I'm just. I think at the price, it, it's a it's a fair price if you like it. I mean, Meredith wasn't useless behind half half cabin. Like it's paying eighteen dollars. So, and. <laughs> I think it's really hard to to know what to do with that aft cabin race. It was like a deluge. Oh, just trust the SPs. Just trust the SPs, which is why Osipenko was going to be a bet. But then it's wide draw Waller. Yeah, I mean, you could – they wouldn't have been able to see the bloody horse in front of them if it was that bad. Yeah, no, I, I wiped out all racing from that day, those poor horses. But the problem yeah. here is, is that, like – D Lane and D Oliver or Meridius and um, Amenable, they might not see Golden Mile until it's like 100 metres to go and it's already four lengths in front of them because they've had to circle via the train station at Caulfield. Yeah, mm. maybe not. I just, these short prices in these big races, I just, uh, I can't touch. I could them. say the goats sort of do, you know, a little like what they like to do is uh, the early snick out of the gate, missed it, and all of a sudden, oh, fuck, three back to fence, that all. Might be a sort of goatee performance by one of them like that. Mm. Well, let's hope it's amenable flashing down the outside for, for my you state. Do anyway. get, you do get blinkers first time on the grand at the grand final, so good luck. Camp Airborne, best like not the best rider now, but like the goat. It's a great ticket, I think. Um, just got a message from our lawyer. Um, after Oliver's ride yesterday, uh, he's no longer allowed to be referred to as the goat. <laughs> no, he's still a goat, mate. <laughs> he's still a goat. I still love Damien. Jeez, that was triggering yesterday, wasn't it? No. Uh, it depends what side of the fence you sit on. The barrier trial you can bet on, where he's on the wrong horse. <laughs> All right. Any, any final thoughts? Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> any final no. thoughts on the guineas before we move on to the two rack? I'm back in Golden Mile, even though it's short, and I'm going to have something on elliptical. I'm very scared of Berkeley Square. If it's got Golden Mile's back, uh, it's going to be an exciting sort of last 300 yeah. metres of the race. And I think Osipenko, Amenable, and Meridius are the swoopers. Wouldn't wouldn't rule out Angry Skies if it got a run. I don't think it will. And Gab, pretty uh, keen and firm in that Berkeley Square uh, camp, aren't you? Yeah, very firm there. As I said, he's... I think he's the real deal, and I, I'm hoping that he comes out and wins. And Shane, you're betting the race? Yeah, I'll be with Berkeley Square um, for all the reasons mentioned earlier. But uh, obviously, there's plenty of cases to be made for a few other runners, so good luck. All righty, let's move on to the final of group one of the day, the two-rack handicap over the mile. We'll take a look at the market now, if I can find mine. Um, and our our... Strong favourite, number five, I Wish I Win, which, as you can see there, uh, Jack and the team at at Baggy Bet are happy to take on, and we're we're top price in Australia there for I Wish I Win. A couple others in the market. We've got Tuvalu will be bowling along out front at 8.50. Gentleman Roy, after his uh, nice last start performance, $9. Military expert, $9. And in the striped at $12 as well. Speed map for the sixteen hundred, Jack. What's it? Uh, what's I was going to say it was. It was. I was a couple of rolls over earlier. Now we're three rolls over anyone else. So um, already heavily exposed. <laughs> so if you want to back it, probably getting quick tonight. Um, speed map for this race, guys. 
I've got Tuvalu, No Name Lane, Gentleman Roy, and Military Expert. But the speed, don't know who settles where. Uh, Colossi Mav gets that same sort of run it got in the in the Sarupa Clark character, Buffalo River thereabouts. Buffalo River could also try to lead. Dallasian Converge. I think Uncle Bryn can hold a spot, just needs to jump. Settled real handy as, as against Stayers. These are a bit sharper. Uh, I've got I Wish I Win like back and wide, and Pinstripe has its back. Which is going to lead into why I want to be again. Gabby, we'll give you our first crack at the Turak. Um, what are you liking there? I found this one a bit hard. I wasn't too sure. I, I'm probably going to stick with Gentleman Roy. Um, I, I, I do like, I wish I win. I think, again, a class horse. Um, but I thought my only concern with Gentleman Roy is like Buffalo River dri- drove him mad two starts ago. and sort of didn't let up. Um, yeah, we're seeing his replay there, which I thought was I thought was really, really good. Military expert ran second, I believe, in that race. Um, and it's got that good awkward to better form military expert too, by the way. Yeah, and he's got 52 kilos um, there. Of course, I'm Mav, great win as well, and he's paying 27. So also Dallasan, I mean, hit and miss, but... Sometimes he, he comes out and, and performs, doesn't he? So, yeah, it's just a bit of a nice bit of an open race. Well, let's have a look at um, the Sir Rupert Clark, actually, with a, a couple of the runners, um, Paul Sign, Mav, and Tuvalu um, in there, a couple that are obviously in the market. Um, Shane, you, any thoughts um, and, and how will you be playing the Turak? I had to mute myself when Jack was saying, oh, we're three rolls over on the biggest moral on the card. <laughs> Honestly, it will, like, be serious here. Have a look at the speed. Have a look at the speed of this race, and you're potting this horse because it's going to get back and while we cover. Well, let's have a look at its last start win with that devastating turn of foot and let, let Shane talk to it. Oh, let me talk to this. Um, wasn't winning, wasn't winning here, wasn't going good enough to push the other horse out of the way. When's this thing going to quicken? It's not quicking. It hasn't quickened to take a gap. They've dashed off. They've dashed away from it. Can't win. It's ran and over. It's ran over. Anton, Anderson, uh, and Gravino, who would be a hundred here. Absolutely going. Absolutely not. Not anywhere near hitting top here until about there. <laughs> Now have a look at its have a look at the profile of its of its runs. This horse, just step me through that, Jack. What's it? What distances has it run over its last two starts? Um, fourteen and thirteen. Fourteen yeah. and thirteen went back in trip. Odd, went, odd stuff there. Uh, went back in trip. Uh, one at fourteen hundred. Went back in trip. The thirteen hundred last start didn't get warm until the fifty. Imagine when this thing hits top gear at the three hundred. It'll yep. leave these the standing off a good tempo. Yeah. Um, it, it, hey, it knocked off. It knocked over uh, Gentleman uh, Roy in an open handicap there first up when it started pretty mate, short. I'm the form out of that race is enormous. I mean, there's been here. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten horses come out of it. Two winners. It's one of them. The other one's Gentleman Roy. Um, like you, you, you could well be right, but it's Luke Nolan wide draw. Yeah. Um, this is reminiscent of last week when I was telling you why <laughs> private I was immoral and all you wanted to do was talk over me. Yeah. 
All yeah. right, bend over and get ready to take your medicine here because this <laughs> is a model. And if it's 290 at your joint, like you've got less idea than what I originally thought. Because <laughs> well, it'll be winning. It's 290 at the moment. It's 290 at the moment. Download the app, com. Gamble responsibly, but download the app. Take the price. The price is for everyone. It's not a promotion. It's a real price. Uh, I'm happy to take it on to an extent. We'll see how much liability we've got you know, tomorrow morning when I wake up. Uh, but I, I think there's enough chinks here to take it on. I think there's enough good horses here to take it on. I think there's a lot of uh, decent runs there in the Sarupa Clark. There was a massive, like, they were, they were five horses off the fence there. Didn't suit a lot of horses. That's a group one race. This horse is coming out of a like a listed race. Um, it's going 300 up to 1600 meters. It beat average horses first up. It beat average horses second up. This is the big test for the horse, how good it is. And I'm happy to sort of have a bet to find out to a point. Um, and we'll see what happens. I, I think that the horse is half vulnerable versus the map. And I think with the map, it'll, it'll come into the straight. Luke Nolan's not going to dive back to the fence. It's going to be three or four wide we cover. We're probably going to have to get Jack on his own show so any, so the rest of us can get a word in. Oh, yeah. that's so rich. That is yeah, so Gabby, rich. Gabby and oh, I haven't said kettle. anything for about half an hour. <laughs> well, that's what I think. I think Pinstrop will have his back, and I think Pinstrop's a better horse than him, and I'm going to find out on Saturday. I'm back in Pinstrop. I'm back in Call Sign Mav again, and I'm going to have something on Uncle Bryn. And I'm laying. I wish I win. Heavily, heavily laid. <laughs> what it's worth, um, I'm in Shane's camp. Oh. Um, don't. It, I'll take the words out of your mouth from earlier. Don't overthink it. Um, I wish I win. Just wins for me. Um, <laughs> Already been pretty heavily back. Yeah, with us. Have you just looked? Yeah. <laughs> so before we've gone to the air, like it's already. When we've made it easy, we've made it easy for you, punters at uh, baggybet.com. Uh, get on the app. You'll see a top of the market tile there. You don't even have to five clicks to get to the race. Click it. It'll take you to the tour rack. Snap up the two dollars ninety and thank us later. Um, if it keeps it steaming, for- if it steams into two thirty, we'll be two fifty, two sixty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're going to be two three rolls above. Um, so if you do like I Wish I Win, which I think half of Australia will, and you so. don't have an account, sign up, download the app, and and, and have a lash. Um, any final thoughts on the the, the, the tour rack there before we, uh, before we finish up? I'm just here, Gab, gentlemen, Roy, I'm with you. I'm going to add that to my, to my card. Um, yeah, I would say the only thing I'd say is, um, is, uh, yeah, like it's, um, it's pretty thin race. Like you really got to stretch to make cases for a lot of these, and just a, it's just the sign of the times that we live in with so many big prize money races, um, north and south of the border. That, that there has to be some form of dilution, and this is a, a, probably a good example of, of a bit of that. Um, but anyway, we've we've got an exciting horse that the whole world will be on in. I wish I win and see if he can live up to the hype. Exactly. Now, let's finish the show with our best bets for the weekend. Um, Shane, who you got there as your best and, and why? Race six, number one, Paul Ailey. <clears throat> now, um, uh, pass mark at Mooney Valley um, on a first thought and then looking back at the race, half a forgive, probably the way the track played and everything else and whatever. 
thing I like about this horse um, particularly is it has that really, really juicy Queensland Group 1 form, um, <laughs> which has been a complete fill-up for uh, followers of that form during the spring. That doesn't um, have to be Group 1 form, just like Queensland Group form. Yeah. Uh, obviously handles um, both wet and dry tracks, which is a big tick, particularly analysing this meeting where no one really has a clue how the track's going to play and what weather's going to arrive um, because of obviously the track will change. So, yeah, just ticks a, a lot of boxes um, in a race, again, that um, just looks like the best horse in the race that carries the best form. And um, good luck to uh, Shelby 66 um, going around again. Uh, it's only its fourth run back, so another two or three runs this prep, he'd be nearly ready to go. Right. Are you seven. scared of Queen of the Ball with no weight, Jay Carr? Um, 1,100 metres, I don't even look at the weight column. But, um, there you go. There's your reasoning to back Balalay on Saturday. Um, I don't need to go into mine anymore. I wish I win. If you want a little bit of flair, it'll win this, and then it'll go up to Sydney and win the Golden Eagle worth ten million dollars. So have a little, have a little futures play if you like as well. Um, Gabby, your best Berkeley Square, as we've spoken about. You're very, very keen by the sounds of it. Yeah, I've probably said enough, but yeah, I think either way, soft track handles probably will handle a heavy. I don't think, I think they're expecting what 10 to 15 mils. I'm not sure where that goes on the uh, penetrometer, but um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely keen. I think no matter what position this horse gets in, uh, he'll somehow get out of it. And I hope he's crossing the line first. And that that the the rain and what the track and how it is going to play um, is a big factor um, early on Saturday. You know, who, who knows with Melbourne, 15 mil can be 20, 25 quite quickly or zero and it doesn't hit four fields. So as always, sort of download the mailbag at .com, app, subscribe to Jackson's service and he'll be giving you all the all late mail yard advice and obviously updating our prices as the day goes on with track patterns, et cetera. Now, Jack, your best of the day. I think this thing's a complete not a moral in the last uh, race 10. Number three is a pedo, the patio. Zapateo. Zapateo, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's been two horses coming out of that race, which is Exolita and She's All Class. They improved their benchmark figure on puntingform.com.au dramatically and ran really, really well. Um, Lavish Girl comes out of the same race, ran second, goes to Sydney. It's a big price. It can win. Probably a bet up there. Um, I love the horse. I think it's a great bet. And punters, have a play around with the best bets there. I think Shane and I tipped you into our best bets. We both declared him a moral, and it was a nice, juicy $4 plus um, multi there. So if the team. Look at him, pretty- just followed in the old Dutch rudder sort of mentality. You no. two, honestly, Gab, we're going to have to look after each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually sitting here thinking, geez, how many winners did I tip last week? <laughs> Giga kick and Luna Flair and Private Eye. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it was well played. And, and obviously everyone, the thousand or so people watching, will definitely have full pockets. Now let's move into our value bets of the weekend. Something here that we all like at a little bit of a price. Yeah, a little um, bit Shane. of a price. Double figures normally for value bets, but we'll let this play on. Yeah. yeah sorry, oh, jeez, Jack. Um, Gab, you're, you're up with me. These two haven't <laughs> even... Six dollars, James. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Juicy. 
Uh, lovely, lovely, lovely little, lovely effort per se in last start, uh, unsuited, ran really well. Uh, uh, obviously, last season, uh, this time last year, was, was a big player in the spring. It ran third in a Caulfield Cup when it raced on speed behind incentivised uh, and uh, non-conformist before uh, being on speed in a pretty hard run Melbourne Cup where it got beaten in world record time uh, by very elegant somehow, producing that figure on the day. Um, like, you know, clearly, clearly in the right camp for set, um, winning its way through to, you know, a big race. 2400's right up its alley. It's going to be, you know, just on the speed, just behind it going to get a right run. Everything's sort of like pointing towards that this horse is coming back as good as what it raced last prep, and, and that's certainly good enough to beat these, and I think it's a great price at $8. Being from this camp, uh, we'll know closer to jump time uh, how how well it'll run as well, because if it's uh, if it's shortens in price, you can... Have even it. more on. I'm not always looking for a trip. Um and myself, yeah, as I mentioned, look, I'll do better next week with a double figure price. Hey, if it wins, um, if it wins, you can come on here and just you and Shane can keep dutching each other all you want. Let our own show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Caulfield race three, number ten, Kin. Um, for me, twelve hundred tick and good jockey switch with Jamie Carr jumping on board. Six dollars. Six dollars. And yeah. Yabby. Yeah. Apologies, I do. Obviously, like like them a bit bigger price, but yeah, I think Gentleman Roy is a chance to at least run a run a place here, or if he can win, if um, I'm going to say if Buffalo River just doesn't drive him mental, um, yeah, just all, all good from me. The extra hundred's going to suit, and um, yeah, no wait, go Roy, Gentleman Roy at nine. Dollars, I think Jack and the Baggy Bet team will be cheering him on for you, Gabby. And Jack, uh, what do you got for us as your value play of the day? Race nine, number 13, Pinstripe will have the back of the sprue course. I wish I win. Who's going to find a group one tempo for the first time in its existence? Uh, I think it's going to give, just going to be like, Pinstripe's going to be like back of the speedboat. It's getting a toe in and just peel off down the straight and put a hole in it. I think it's a Group one horse, and I think it's a perfect map for it. Perfect setup. Thank you. There's the team's value bets for the weekend. As always, love to thank our sponsors, punningform.com.au. Um, powers all the mailbag team with their data and baggybet.com, as we've mentioned, mentioned numerous times. If you like, I wish I win and don't have an account, head to baggybet.com, download the app, and get going with the team. Um, any final words, guys, before we say goodbye for another week? Uh, see you Wednesday. Kate's Caulfield, we're all going. Hope, hope Gator continues to progress and uh, takes out another one. And Shane, can you repeat last week's effort? Shane, Jesus, Curlio. Uh, yeah, I will. Um, Good <laughs> <laughs> hell. I've just got to, I don't know how I'm going to top the entry from this week's show, but um, yeah, there's not as big a value, I suppose, this week, but yeah, there's an $8 winner there and a couple of three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> 280, 270 sort of winners, so that's okay. 
Um, well, good everyone having a having a play. Um, I'm looking forward to the Warwick Cup. Time honoured Warwick Cup, where you guys are enjoying Group One racing at Caulfield. I'll be enjoying um, sixteen thousand dollars to the winner Country Cups at Warwick. All righty, guys. Please like, subscribe, get around us. Um, you're not finding nine dollar morals anywhere else. Um, as always, gamble responsibly and have a great weekend. See you later.